Hello everyone, my name is Ethan Benfield and welcome back to another podcast with some student athletes here at Lenore Ryan. Uh, I've got two people here with me today. It's the first time I've ever inter- uh, interviewed two people at the same time, so feel special about that. And the first time I've ever done any interviews with any uh, track and field athletes. Uh, and that's mainly because I don't know a lot about the sport, but that's okay because they're here to maybe enlighten me on some stuff. So uh, maybe, uh, you know, go ahead and introduce yourselves for me, please. I'm Kennedy Connor. I'm a senior and I am a new multi on the track and field team, which means I do seven events. So yeah, and I'll pass it over to Wads. <laughs> uh, I'm Jacob Wadsworth. I'm a junior at Lenore Ryan. Uh, I'm a decathlete, so that means I do 10 events, and uh, this is my second year here. All right, well, uh, just, I guess, rapid fire real quick. You said 10 events, and you said 7. Uh, what are they? So, they are... Oh, oh and uh, by the way, before you get into that, you nailed it on introducing yourselves. The first two episodes, I introduced the other person, and I had to try to come up with something like really good to say about them, to really put them over right at the start. And I was not very good at that. It was awkward. So uh, it's a good thing y'all were able to do that. So, yeah, what are uh, what are your events? It's different for indoor and outdoor. So indoor, I do the pent, which is, oh, Lord, five events. <laughs> it's 60-meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, which I am not good at, long jump, and the 800. But outdoor is the hep, which is seven, and it's 100-meter hurdles, High jump, shot put, 200 on day one. Day two is long jump, javelin, and the 800. All right. Well, you told me what you thought you were the worst at, but I'm going to make you be positive. Which one of those do you think you're the best at? (laughs) Probably hurdles and high jump. All right. And uh, what's we going to go over to you and and, and hear about your events? Uh, I do the decathlon, so it's 10 events. Um, I do the hept indoor. The hept is the uh, 60-meter dash, the long jump, the high jump, and the shot put for day one. And day two is pole vault, uh, 60-meter hurdles, and the 1,000. And then the decathlon is outdoor. Uh, That's the 100 open, long jump, high jump, shot put, and the 400 day one. Day two is 110-meter hurdles. Uh, javelin, discus, pole vault, and the 1500. All right, well, Kennedy said hers, so worst and best, in your own opinion. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I know, my, <laughs> I know my worst, and that shot put. Um, for indoor, my best is probably long jump, and my best outdoor is probably the 400. Okay, and uh, your season is in the spring, right? And cross country is in the fall. We start indoor we actually, and outdoor. Yeah, we start uh, December fourth and fifth is our first meet um, for indoor, and then outdoor we start in March. All right. Uh, so, do you guys both do track in high school? Yes, uh, I've been doing track since I was in seventh grade, but this is the I started being a multi three years ago. All right, Kenan. I did it in high school, but I started out as a distance runner, and I started high jumping my junior year, came here for high jump, then last year they just kind of threw me into multis, because they, I guess, needed one. (laughs) And since we are student athletes, and I want to put some emphasis on the student part of that, uh, what are, I already know Kennedy's, but (laughs) but I have to pretend like I don't know it for the benefit of the audience, so... um, 
What are y'all's majors? Multimedia communications. Yay. Uh, my major is education. Yeah. All right. Well, multimedia communications. Hey, that's what I do. So um, I think me and you, Kennedy, have similar, I wouldn't say exactly the same, but similar aspirations for what we want to do with multimedia communications. And, you know, I think that's interesting. So uh, get, maybe get into uh, that a little bit. And then don't think you're out of this either. I'm going to ask you what you want to do uh, with education. So we'll start, we'll start to, the, to the left and go to the right. So I mainly just started getting into sports broadcasting this year. I'm working with the media department here. So I just work all the live streams for the games, which is really fun and caught on super fast. And I'm learning how to commentate games. So if I could just start out small, then build from there, that is mainly what I would like to do. So, education. Yeah, so uh, I want to be a teacher and then work my way up to be a principal. Um, I really like administration, but I also like helping out kids. Uh, right now, I'm uh, K-6, through six, but I'd love to someday be a principal. And I also want to be a coach. All right, so you mentioned coaching, and that brings me to one of the questions that I ask pretty much everybody, and that's after college is over, do you have any plans to continue in your sport? So do you have any, you have any uh, professional aspirations in the world of track and field? I'm going to sound like such a loser in a lot. So after this year, I will be graduating I am not entirely sure if I will take my fifth year. That just depends on what I can do this year, I guess. So, no, I do not plan to go on after I graduate. It will definitely be hard for me to be any sort of athletic after I graduate. I know there's... What what opportunities are there beyond college for a track and field athlete because i know you know the other sports you know you got mlb nfl you know stuff like that track and field the only thing i can think of is the olympics and that's like the hardest thing ever to get into so you know what is there if there are other options besides olympics like mr wads over here he's more likely to get sponsored by nike adidas under armor so you can get sponsorships and compete wearing their stuff and go to, like, was it World Championships or something like that? And so you can go there and get recognized, and that, I guess, ups your chance of going to the Olympics and the Olympic trials, or you can train with the Olympic team. Now I'll pass it over to Wads. Uh, <laughs> I love this dynamic here of a three-person <laughs> podcast. I think from now on, this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get people from different sports at the same time just to really throw that in there. It will also help if you get them as, like, close friends because Waz and I are the same person. Yeah. And, and uh, this is the, I think it's the first time I've ever met a big man to my left here. But I've known Kennedy <laughs> for a few years. So uh, that see. makes it easier to do stuff like this for sure. So my goal is uh, to make the Olympics in uh, 2024 in Paris and 2028 in uh, Los Angeles. Um, I'm really close, actually. Last year, I placed fourth at uh, Nationals and up my chances of going. Uh, it's going to have a big year this year. But, yeah, so uh, like Kennedy said, you can go pro, uh, sign with a sponsorship, and then that's a better way for you to get to the Olympic squad, which ups your chances of getting to the big stage of the Olympics. All right. So recruitment. 
that's always a, a big deal with athletes. And you two are my first Americans. I've had a couple of international <laughs> students come in here. So, uh, you know, they had a much different experience with recruitment than what I'm sure you guys have had. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I might have just offended this guy. Maybe he's Canadian. I don't know. He, he sounds American to me. He's in New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm from New York. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, so... I'm a local student, so I know what North Carolina's like. You know what North Carolina's like being from here. He had to come down south. So what was the recruitment process, and and what was choosing Lenore Run like? Were were there other options, and how did did it all go? Uh, So I left because of actually my major, and I needed a better training group. Uh, I had 30 offers on the table. Um, I had 14 D1s and then 15 other D2s. Uh, honestly, the reason I chose Lenore Ryan is uh, their coaching staff uh, was very persistent with me. I had a couple teammates that actually reached out to me before I even signed here. And the big one was uh, that they believed in me. I mean, I've never had that before until Coach Patterson and Coach Davis called me and said, hey, you could help us win a national championship. You could get there and win it yourself. I mean, that was the biggest thing for me and I wanted to experience the South. I always heard it was family oriented and I mean they had sweet tea. So I was like, you <laughs> so, know what? Like I those are two things. I love sweet tea and I needed a family atmosphere and I absolutely found that here. So what's that like now that you've lived in the South for two a year? Yeah, this, two years? this is my second year. Okay. And the first year was, you know, probably not the exact experience that you would have expected, you know, COVID and all that changing a lot of stuff, but just what, what's uh, what's life like coming down here and living down here in North Kakalaki? Yeah, it's two different worlds. Um, going, I mean, number one is the weather. I mean, it's almost November, and it's still in the 70s and 80s. Uh, number two, like I said, the family atmosphere. It doesn't matter where you go. You're always going to find somebody that's up-tempo and meets your energy. I mean, Kennedy and I have been friends since day one, and like like she said, we're the same person like it's just how that's what a good team is and that's what the south in my opinion is it's just family all right well from someone coming from a much different region to someone who came over here from uh franklin north carolina franklin north uh, carolina we've talk, we've, <laughs> i've heard a lot about the infamous franklin in class but i've never been there so what yeah, was <laughs> what was i'm from lenore so it can't be too much different what was uh your recruitment experience like well, it was mainly, I got a lot of D1 offers whenever I actually started performing well in high jump, which was my senior year, and the first coach here, his name was Danny Williamson, he was the head coach at Western, which is about 30 minutes away from my house, and so he recruited my brother there, and so Danny started coaching here, and he's basically been like a second dad to me, him and my mom have been best friends, so whenever he started reaching out, my mom was like, oh, like, we need to go see LR, like, it'll be great, we got here, and it's just something different about D2 and D1. I knew I did not want to go to a big school, I wanted to know I would have close friends and see the same faces every single day, so when we got here, the coaches, like Wadsa, were very persistent, and they've kept all of their promises that they have told me, but then after my freshman year, Danny left. And we got Patterson. (laughs) And Patterson was like a breath of fresh air compared to Danny. Danny was more of the hardcore type, and Patterson's more like 
oh, like, do what you can. I want you to be your best, but if you're hurt, I'm not going to push you. And then this year, last year, he brought on the multis coach, and he has definitely pushed me to be my best considering I hate running distance, and now I do that two times a week. <laughs> well, coaches being persistent and being, you know, personable is something that I've heard from not only you two, but the other people that I've interviewed so far for this. And also the family atmosphere and the benefits of going to a D2 school instead of a D1 school is something that everybody's already talked about. And I think that's very interesting. I think, you know, if I can, if somebody out there is looking to go into a D2 school and is thinking, oh, maybe I, you know, maybe I shouldn't go for this reason or that reason, I think that the three of us, at least, will give a, you know, a big recommendation for going to the, the, the D2 school if, if you think you want to do that. Did you guys tour any other schools? Or, I mean, I know you said you did, but uh, my question should have been, sorry, which ones did you tour if you toured any other schools? Well, I got a lot of offers out of state, but my mom threw those away. Like, Florida State wanted me, but she said that was too far away and that she needed me kind of close. So I figured two and a half hours is far enough away where she couldn't just show up, but she still does that sometimes. (laughs) And so I, of course, toured Western. I did a stay there, but Western's basically in my backyard And my brother went there, so I already knew half the team. I knew the campus, and I just really didn't want to go there. So, but that's, I guess with, like, competing in high school, you go to other colleges, like, for meets and stuff, or you get close to some. So I guess that was kind of like a tour, but not like an unofficial tour. All right. Uh, Another thing that... I can, every single time I do an interview, I try to find some way to segue into this topic, and I, I can never quite do it. So I'll just throw it out there. How did COVID change how you were doing? How was it before? How was it during? And how is it afterwards? You, you can that's from a competition standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint. Just how did that? How did that change everything? Because I I know it did did for me, and I've never done anything athletic in my life, so I know it had to for, for y'all. Uh, COVID was big, especially when I was starting to look into the recruiting process of going to a new school. I actually wasn't able to go anywhere to tour any campuses because COVID shut everything down, so I had to make my decision based off of um, resources and how the coaches seemed. Uh, but, I mean, competing, I bet Kennedy can agree with me. I mean, the season last year was not even a season – uh, we had meets taken away from us the two days beforehand. We had uh, practices canceled. Conference canceled. We had conference canceled. We had practices canceled an hour in advance because somebody tested positive. I mean, we didn't have anything. We had, I think, ten meets the entire year between D two, no, between indoor and outdoor, and even then, not even the whole team went. It was like yeah, they had to be split handful. squads. So like, I don't know. I think that COVID changed how everything is how meets were held, how they're going to be held now. Um, Still no spectators this year for most indoor meets. I mean, it's just tough. Like, what? It's very, very challenging for an athlete to walk into a building that usually is packed with people screaming to having it being dead silent. Silence. Like, Nationals last year, there was no spectators allowed, and it was just athletes 
competing. It was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do as a competitor was walk into a building and have nobody there. But did we, you have to wear masks during practice or during events? We did, and that sucked. I can, I can, you know, every sport is heavy on cardio, obviously, but track and field is literally all card. It's running. It's, it, 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 I mean, it's in the name. So I, I can only imagine how uh, difficult it was to wear a mask while doing track and field activities. Track is a little different, though, because there are so many different events, and we can split up and be with, like, our own group, which is normally what we do. So during warm-ups, during our dynamics, they would strongly encourage us to wear our mask, but a lot of us wouldn't because we were outside. We're always around each other anyway. But once we did start, like, our running workouts or split up into smaller groups, we did take them off. But going to meets, and they were really strict on that like you even whenever we were eating we still had to have our mask on us we couldn't even take it off of our chin so that was definitely difficult sounds difficult i i can barely take my mask off when i'm doing when i'm working in the kitchen at work that's Mm -hmm. not very uh that's not very heavy work at all yeah yeah so so um well, it, I appreciated you guys coming on and talking a little bit about um, coming to LR and your experiences and stuff like that. So I guess I'll let you guys close it out. Is there any last things you'd like to uh, you say, like wrap it up, maybe you know, tell us when we can see you next, where we can see you next, maybe plug some social media, plug something that you're doing with uh, you know, your work. <laughs> I mean, I I know what you're doing. You're you're doing the um the Bears Live show or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, so. you can tune in on Bears Talk Live Thursday at 11, 1130? 12 maybe? 12 12:30. <laughs> That's a good promo. I, I think. All yeah. I'd say <laughs> is, all I'd say is this uh this track team this year is definitely the most complete and ready to go this year. Uh, the Bears are going to make some noise this year, so just watch out and watch on Instagram, watch on Bear Sports, because this track and field team is going to be exciting to watch this year. A lot of records are going to be broken, even Mr. Wads himself, probably going to break all of his. <laughs> all right, well, if that's not encouraging to go check out some track and field, I don't know what else could be. So thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate you guys doing this, and uh, I wish you guys good luck. Thank Thank you. you.